Welcome back to the Tour on the Music Podcast. This is episode 22. My name is Kyle. As always, I'm joined by my good friend CJ. And we have a special guest today, Mr. Darren Velez. Darren, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today, Kyle and CJ? I'm good. It's, it it's, has been such a long time. What is it, 15 years maybe since we've seen each other? I'm going to say something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. It's so good to see you. Good to see you too. CJ, how are you doing today? Technology is finally working. <laughs> I, it was yes, it was a day yes, of is. bad technology at, even at work, <laughs> and, and I'm and I, I'm not even talking about what we were just dealing with now. I'm just saying in general, like technology for some reason did not work today. <laughs> yeah, but, it, 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 is Mercury in record retrograde or something? Because something is going on. I've been no fighting idea. Luna all week. Um, the good news, I finally figured it out. So, well, you actually remembered what the episode was too. Like we're yes, and I remembered to introduce myself. So that's that's two good things. So. <laughs> I've been listening to your yeah, adventures think... over the weeks, and uh, I've noticed that that trend that there is a, a sometimes a lack of identification or maybe a misidentification <laughs> at the beginning. So I'm glad to hear. We have, we have one person well. who changes his name. I forget to introduce myself. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's too funny. Speaking of introductions, um, someone owes me an introduction or two. I how, how's, how are those coming along? I know I do. I do owe you stuff. It's been a little crazy. <laughs> now, didn't you do something at some point? You did a. a, a Maybe not to I, the same degree that, that Kyle had done, but... No, yeah, not to the same a, degree. Right, okay. I did... It was more of a... Uh, it was green sleeves. And yep, I think that was right. the only one I've done. Okay. <laughs> so you provided something, but not... Yeah, I provided not, something. Not the amount of value that Kyle's looking for. In, in the back of my head, I have two others that I, that, I, that I want to do. I just, you know... To me, I've done them already. They're done. But that's just in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, I've got two or three in the bank, too. I just haven't... I haven't had the opportunity to pull them out and actually do them yet. Well, we got two more episodes. That's true. We do. I don't know if I can pull them off in the next two episodes because they're one of them is a pretty big one. So, <laughs> um, but, so, so having been a, 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 a very uh, dedicated listener to, uh, to, to this, this podcast from from the start, um, I didn't catch that detail that this is a limited series, limited edition series that has a specific number of so, uh, episodes. I didn't realize Ky- that was the case. Yeah, Kyle and I originally were thinking we'll do like 13 episodes and see how it goes and where we're at. And we were just we were having fun and we decided to extend it to a 24 episode season, not because we don't want to keep going, but because we do have plans for like the holiday and then after the holiday we have other plans so we want to give ourselves we're going to give ourselves like just a few weeks just to kind of organizing it moving forward so there'll be like a little bit of a gap between the the episode 24 and then the first episode of the holiday stuff and then the same thing from there like when that holiday ends there'll be a little bit of a gap and then we'll go in so uh, because we could yeah we we could easily ramble on for episode upon episode upon episode you know, um, so we just thought it. Yeah, and, and and see that you brought up just doing like a season, a full season of like movie soundtracks. Yeah. And I, I think that keeping them in like a group would, would be is a good idea. And we've talked about doing like Victor Wooten as a season, and you know, just having breaking the seasons up into like different, I don't know, genre type type things. Thematic, so having different. Yeah, yeah right. like the, yeah, exactly. Like thematic seasons. That's a good way to put it. But we so, we had that like was, that, that's kind of the idea. Right, and we had the pleasure of having like we had uh, two of uh, Kyle friends join us. Um, you know, Nick, who who uh, had the opportunity, like we had, we were able to get him on like twice. 
Um, we had Rachel join us and then I had, um, my brother on and a friend of mine. And now we have, we have the pleasure of having you joining us. And I think that's the other reason why this season has been a little bit fun because it's just been, we've just kind of gone with the flow and, um, Right. So we and we started. We started in the middle of Women's Appreciation Month, or that was the plan originally. Well, that was the plan originally. Um, yeah, that, that we were supposed to release during that. So a lot of the stuff that we started with were, were female artists right. that we had never heard before. So that's you know. So even even in our small season, we had a theme going in the very very beginning. Right. So. Yeah, I remember that those episodes were with Amber Rubarth and uh, right. Ava Cassidy yep. and, and so forth. Very cool stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and those episodes are also recorded like three or four weeks in advance, and we finally got actually even longer than long that, that. Right? Some of them were seven weeks or in advance. Yeah. Right. So we 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 actually stopped quote unquote recording, and so we could catch up. And now we are on more on a weekly basis. So like this episode will launch the Tuesday after. So you know, yeah, so cool. it's it's nice because it it builds that community and um. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, thank you for, uh, Hot off for the asking and allowing us cool. to recap in a sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and thank you for following us for so long. Yes, yeah. thank yeah. You. Great. I, I appreciate being on. Thank you for the invitation and yeah, the no. opportunity to, to speak yeah. with you guys. So since you've been listening forever, um, do you have a favorite artist or episode or that, that, that we've done so far? Mm, that's a good question. Um, there's something about the story of Ava that just kind of grabbed me. Um, yeah. You know, obviously her passing and so forth, but just the, the, the quality of her voice and the uh, the nature of, of her of her material. Um, she had done the, the Fields of Gold uh, cover, yes. I believe, right? Which is such yep. a beautiful song by Sting. So um, that also mm-hmm. grabbed me. So that, I have to say that was the single yeah. most compelling story. But I've got to say the okay. Tower of Power stuff uh, that you know, yep. a lot of the horn stuff that I I know it's sort of tangentially or secondarily through Chicago. I love Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I focus more on other elements of Chicago and the, the horns is there is kind of a, for, for me anyway, is more of a, you know, a decoration, um, even though it, it's right. essential to their, 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 their sound, especially their early, earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when you have a band that's so focused on that kind of sound uh, or, or that kind of element, it, it's, it's very, very striking and, and compelling. Um, you've got that, yes. you've got the Robert Randolph stuff was, was really cool. Um, but I, I'd say of, of, if I had to choose a favorite, I'd say Ava, Ava's story is really, really cool. And sad Good. and compelling. Yeah. yeah. Right. And 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 he just proved the reason why we, we need him on an episode to chat with us. Yep. You're you're just so well versed in you're you're you are, I think, an audiophile. I, I think you sit that so well and, and okay. this is why we wanted to to bring you on because your knowledge and, and even just the way you, you um describe and speak about what you're listening to is is so um almost in a philosoph- uh, philosophical sense it, it just like you 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 see it more than just a song <laughs> which is what a lot of what I, I, kyle I and i have yeah. talked about thank you know you. I and appreciate that. so uh when so i was talking about it early i'm sorry no no go 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 but when i first heard you guys talking about it and, and you spoke about how your grandfather was so essential to, to your appreciation of music and your love of music from the very start uh and I, you, you can hear it in your voice when you speak about it i've known i've known you for a long time now and uh it comes through in, in how you speak about it but when you guys are talking about how important music was to you individually and to culture and to society and so forth i was like this is awesome it's like speaking my language um and it was mm-hmm. cool how, how you both wanted to show a bit of artists that you knew that others might not know 
as well as bring people in that maybe had other perspectives and, and so forth. So it, it's really, it hits a very sweet spot for me as far as a, a, a podcast about music. Very cool. I, I only wish you had a chance to, to play longer snippets. <laughs> I know copy, <laughs> copyright, uh, you know, is what yeah, it is. Yeah. But, yep. but uh, so, okay. So I'll uh, elaborate a little bit of what you were saying. So you, you, you speak about how music is to you. So if you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing a little bit more of how, it affects you, you know, uh, however you want to share it within your life, sure. your everyday, whatever, you know, like liver, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm happy to. I appreciate that. Um, so I basically grew up uh, <clears throat> with sort of standard pop music. You know, I, I grew up through through the 70s uh, and the 80s. Um, and as a child, I was exposed to, you know, what you might consider bubblegum pop and this kind of thing. The early 70s stuff. I was too young for that to really know it well, like David Cassidy and, and the Osmonds and things like that. That was a little bit, I was too young for that. But when you get sort of toward that disco kind of era, 76, 77, 78, now I'm six years old, seven years old, eight years old, and able to start making associations and, and, and realizing, oh, that's that's this song, that's that song, et cetera. So um, I, I started to, to uh, get a, a love both of disco music <laughs> uh, and also classical music. Um, and a little bit later, maybe in 79, 80, 81, I forget exactly when it was, there was a, a hit, an actual pop hit called, um, I think it was called Hooked on Classics. And it was basically classical music played with, with a disco <laughs> beat in the background or a, a, like a drum, like an like a, uh, electronic beat, uh, like a drum machine. And it was cool. It was really cool. And of course, in elementary school, um, you learn all about classical music for the most part. So or I did in anyway, so that was kind of my, my two go-tos disco music and, and, and popular music also at that time popular music was very much things like kenny rogers and glenn campbell things that would be considered country now um and it was sort of it had that sort of rock or pop kind of element to it so it was called contrapolitan uh and it was interesting. weird and interesting it's something that, that doesn't I, I guess it kind of exists now because country music now has become sort of like pop oriented a lot of it has um, or certainly over the past 15 20 years but uh, that was kind of those were my roots along with a greatest hits collection a blue uh, disc of two blue vinyls uh which is the beatles 1967 to 1970 and no kyle uh, the beatles is a there are are a couple of bands that have come up a few times dave matthew's band the beatles they are one of them and some others right uh as as you know bones of contention but for me I, I thought about this recent, actually very recently, that everything that I love about music, in some current music, and in, in the past, let's say, in my lifetime, in some way relates to the Beatles. It has some thread to the Beatles. It may be obvious, like a band like Oasis, or a band like Badfinger, or something like that, where they actually sound like the Beatles and sort of emulate them and, and this sort of thing. Or not so obvious. You know, I think almost every pop star that I can think of, that I like anyway, um, has some association with the Beatles, whether it's lyrically, whether it's sonically, whether it's they sound Beatlesque, or their choice of chords, or their choice of what direction they, they tend to go. There's something there. It may be for one little part of the chorus. It may be for a bunch of songs. It might be for their entire catalog. But there's something that always associates with the Beatles for me, for me to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I, I cannot think of an exception to that to that rule. I'm sure there probably is an exception here or there, but for me, right. that, that's what uh, it turns me on. So, um, and that's it. So. Um, 80s, I loved mainstream pop, mainstream hot pop, uh, 90s, 95.5, WPLJ had, I think it was WPLJ, had, you know, your standard, um, you know, Huey Lewis in the News and Phil Collins and Tina Turner and Brian Adams and this kind of thing. But one band, one group, 
came above all of them, and they had a bit of an association to the Beatles, especially in this time frame, and that's Daryl Hall and John Oates. Um, they basically took me from 1980 to about 1994 or five, something like that, when Daryl Hall had a second solo album. And um, they really, I don't know, just something about their, their instincts and their sonic uh, directions and so forth really uh, appealed to me in, in so many ways. So um, kind of lost it a little more, for me anyway, lost it a bit toward the late 90s, didn't put out anywhere near as many albums. They were doing an album a year, an album a year, an album a year from like 1970 two or three up to 1985, uh, I guess. Um, but they were just an amazing uh, sound to me. But then in that sort of, as they were kind of fading away, then other, a bunch of other influences started coming in that either related to the Beatles or to Daryl and John or other, other you know, threads that I picked up along the way, like Genesis and The Police and um, Duran Duran, even things like Rick Springfield and then things like that. Just uh, incredible. I've, I've already mentioned Rick Springfield at some show you had been with with your brother, I think, or, or they actually no, it was um, my, my brother's uh, my brother's uh, cover band, uh, which he calls Fat Nicky and the Snacks, uh, had <laughs> the opportunity to open up for him when he played at the Paramount in uh, Huntington. Yes. So yes, they, cool. they, they had the opportunity to, to open up. Um, so that's kind of my, my tale. And then I kind of fell off uh, in around 2000, <laughs> around the time that uh, Since You've Been Gone by uh, Kelly Clarkson came out, or around that time frame. That, that to me is one of the last pop songs that I can think of that kind of had the sensibilities and sensitivities that, that, I, that I'm into. And since then, pop music has not been quite as interesting to me. Um, maybe later than that, maybe two, maybe 2007, 8, 9, something like that, when Rock Band came out. Since then, I've, I've, I've been looking. I've just been looking around and trying to find something that hits some of those same notes. So that's kind of my, but I think trip. that goes to what we were talking about a few uh, past episodes about how, um, like Kyle brought up that Victor Wooten said that back in the day when he was growing up, that popular music was what was popular at the time. It wasn't a, a quote unquote genre. And, and now I think you, you hit the nail on the head that at some point it became a genre. So it's not really popular music it's pop music which is really funny because michael jackson being crowned the king of pop Mm -hmm. so there was something there but like was he the king of pop genre or was he king of popular music because he was he was doing well for a long time and he was you know so despite everything he was was top charts yeah he was knocking it out he was doing doing pretty well um it was his, his status i guess but uh, it's very true. I, I actually heard you talking about that a, a few episodes ago, and um, it reminded me of uh, from the band American Hi-Fi. as a guy named um, Stacy Jones. He used to do drumming with uh, Veruca Salt and Letters from Cleo, and um, he spoke. He said the exact same thing that, that you're saying, or something like what you're saying, that when he was growing up, same kind of time frame that I was growing up uh, in the sort of mid to late '70s. Pop music was not what you listen to now. Um, it wasn't even really called, I'm sure it was called pop, whatever, but um, it was rock, really. A lot of it was rock. You had things like Cheap Trick and um, other bands of that ilk, uh, you know, bands like Slade, uh, which actually Slade relates to a band, Kyle, that you brought up, I think, last episode. Um, there was some Scottish or Irish band that you brought up that did Run Runaway, and that was actually a yeah, song by Slade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, and there's bands like the, the Bay City Rollers and so forth, and they, they were pop, but they they played rock. I mean, that was absolutely rock with a pop edge. You know, right. it had bubblegum lyrics and this sensibilities and sensitivities. 
but it was rock at, at its heart, you know, and now it's gone different directions as other influences, which is very cool. It has to evolve and grow, but um, it doesn't speak the language that I necessarily am listening, listening for, or listening to, so, or have listened to. Kyle, rapid fire questions. I think this is a good time to kind of sneak one in. Okay. What do you think? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I lost them. Hang on. <laughs> so I have too many windows open. Um, favorite album? Hmm. I should have come prepared for that one. That's a very, very simple <laughs> this is, question. But this it, is it's why a, it's rapid fire. See, yeah, right? yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a simple question, but it's that I took forty five minutes. Says to a lot about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to just do a quick caveat. I I I, I, met, I uh, reserve the right to amend these answers <laughs> electronically at some point <laughs> in, in the future. But I'm, I'm going to give you off the top of my head answers. Um, I'm going to do one that's a greatest hits collection because I think a greatest hits collection is, is kind of a cheating answer, but it, it is it is like the heart mm. of my of my. Is it is it Aerosmith big ones? Not big ones. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny when you were listing the, the, every hit that Aerosmith ever had, and I was like, "Wait a second, that kid—that's got to be the greatest hits collection." <laughs> um, so for me, it, it's that one that I mentioned before—the the, the Blue uh, Beatles, uh, nineteen sixty-seven to nineteen seventy—which has, the, in my opinion, the greatest music that, that uh, pop music that, that I'm aware of and rock music that I'm aware of. Uh, but my my real answer that isn't a greatest hits collection is probably Daryl and John's Daryl Hall and John Oates' um, song uh, album called Voices, which is nineteen eighty. Uh, it, it's one that most people would know the hits from. You know, Kiss on My List, You Make My Dreams, uh, You Lost That Love and Feeling. Um, John had a really cool hit off of it called um, How Does It Feel to Be Back, which is an incredible birds-sounding kind of uh, song. Um, 1980, and uh, the first album that they produced themselves prior to that, they had all kinds of outside producers that were trying to give them different kinds of sounds and feels and so forth, and they did great stuff. They had Rich Girl and... Um, She's Gone, Sarah Smile. They had hits before that, but um, this is when what most people consider their, their golden time began with that album. And to me, it, it's, it's the greatest distillation of Daryl and John's sound and one of the greatest pop records that I, that I know of. Nice. I'll give you a second one, actually. Uh, the, Cars, sure, yeah. the Cars debut album, which is just called The Cars, has a lot of hits that most people would know, and I think it's, it's, a, it's an incredible album, just a really great album. Mm. We need his timeline like every podcast because just we we, we do. <laughs> so let me ask you this because this is a question that we normally ask at the beginning of the episode that we didn't. Um, and since you're you don't listen to a lot of the pop stuff, then what do you what do you listen to day to day? What are you listening to these days? That's you know you know keeping you busy. Yeah, yeah, it's a great great question. Um, so you're right. It, 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 as much as I love music and it's at my heart, um, I don't listen to it as much as I would think that I would or should or, or could or whatever it might be. But um, but I have lately been listening to a few things. Uh, normally for me, it's either um, I stumble across something, uh, I look at a YouTube video and I see a thing on the side, you know, recommend this, whatever, and I go to that. Uh, so I've come across a band called Susie and the Banshees, which I've known since I was a teenager. Um, and it's one of those bands where I know of them by name and I know maybe a couple of hits. I, I knew a song called Kiss Them For Me, another song called Peekaboo, um, which is really cool sounding songs, but I didn't really know them, really, really know them. But when I heard those, when I heard especially Kiss Them For Me, such a great sounding song, um, I was like, I've got to check this out and see more of her stuff. And she's such a, a striking visual presence on stage, as well as the sound is so unusual for its time. It reminds, it reminds me a little bit of Adam and the Ants or Adam Ant. Um, not that she sounds like them, but uh, 
something about the unusualness of, of it, early 80s. Um, so there's that. Um, I've also been listening to a little bit of, um, who else? I was I was watching Kyle. Did you happen to bring up one? Of, bring up Kyle. I did. Yeah. Do you have? Yeah, while you're thinking, let's. Yeah. I have kissed them for me. That's a great uh, song. Up. Let's just take a listen to. Absolutely. S-I-O-U-X-S-I, is that... Susie, yeah. yeah. Her, her name is Susie so is Sue. Uh, her actual name, gotcha. I think, is like Susan Ballion, is, is her where, given name. Where is she from? Uh, she's British. British, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. So, um, really cool. That's actually, I think, a later hit of theirs. I think it's like 1990 or 1991, something like that. Uh, but it's still related to the, their earlier sound. A little more up to date i guess you might say but yeah um, the album was 91 91. it has a very like um mediterranean uh it almost even has a uh i hate to i I think there's a better word for but like almost like indian feel Mm -hmm. type in the back like that's what i was like that's what i that's what i that caught my ear because i'm very into that music like mm-hmm. y- you know i don't watch bollywood mu- movies but i hear the music and i just love the music i think it's fantastic yeah. it's bright mm-hmm. it's it's just like the colors it's, it's such a colorful movie and I, like those movies are colorful it's just like the music so bright and colorful so it's, it's, it's so cool. true like, her, yeah. her uh, it, it's something i didn't even pick up on initially when i was listening, listening to that song and, and others uh, consciously you know it's something like um but it's got this sort of twirling swirling kind of colorful kind of sound to it it's it's has a bit of middle eastern kind of thing going to it it's right it's middle really, thank really cool. you middle eastern yes, yes yeah yeah um and i think her earlier stuff i haven't gone through a ton of it but i've gone through enough of it to, to hear these 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 tendencies and there's something about that world music which is incorporated into even like the police and adam yes. and the ants and peter gabriel and paul simon and people like that who wrote in maybe african drumming or Latin American uh, kind of sounds, or this kind of Sting, for example, who went to the Brazilian rainforest and uh, was, was uh, advocating for, for uh, you know, sort of tri- native and indigenous tribal uh, sort of concerns and, and, and thoughts. So um, it's cool. It's really cool, this sort of fusion of whether it be rock, pop, or glam music, or reggae right. in the case of, of the police and so forth, with these other sort of uh, world influences. Really, really cool stuff. So I like that. Um, yeah, I was also going to mention a, a, a podcast um, from a guy named Justin Hawkins, who you might know from the band called The Darkness, uh, who did I Believe in a Thing Called Love, which is a great hit from nine, uh, 2003 or four, something like that. Um, very sort of metal, 
glamish kind of sound. I, I love the sound of the darkness. It has, they have sort of a humorous tone to them as well, which I don't always, always pick up on or, or, or uh, gravitate toward. But there's something about his his vocal abilities are incredible, and um, they have a great a great sound. But this guy Justin has a a podcast or a, a, a YouTube channel actually, or a YouTube show called Justin Hawkins Rides Again, and he yeah. does something where he uh, it's pretty cool. He gives he either covers a song or an artist or a topic or a concern in music, and then just goes off uh, you know kind of riffs off it for you know ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and uh, it's pretty cool. And he sings his little. Uh, his little uh, intro, his little intro music, and it's pretty cool. I, I do highly recommend it. That's cool. That's awesome. I was just saying, I'm going to make sure that I put that in the show notes. We'll we'll find his channel. We'll link it in the show That's notes awesome. as well. So. Uh, cool. The que- so the question, so to follow up on Kyle's question in regards to listening to music, do you see yourself? Be- I think you've kind of answered it, but do you see yourself more listening to music now for new nuance, like? Kyle listens to his music and it's not just, I'm just flipping this on to listen to it's, there's a reason why I'm putting this band on. Right. And I think you've, you know, Kyle said that, you know, you may not go and sit in your room and listen to music for an hour, but you have, but when you want to listen to music, there's an intent to it. There's a reasoning behind it. It's to listen to something new. It's to, to dive deeper into the song that you may have listened to a hundred times and just to get to know the song. Do you see yourself doing that more now than, than what you've done in the past? Like in the past you were listening to listen, but now you're mm-hmm. listening to really listen. Do you see that's what you're doing? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I don't know. It's funny when I've heard you guys talking about why you listen, you guys have spoken about, um, like summer summer music, you just did a, a, a two parter with, uh, with with your friend, um, Nick, yeah, Nick, yeah, right? Nick. Uh, you know, like seasonal type music and this kind of thing. Or, or you, you've also mentioned that both of you, I think, have mentioned like when I need this, I need some soothing, or I need to rest or relax, this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I don't find that I've ever, I don't think I've ever listened to music with those kind of intents. You know, to me, it's more like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe it's more like. Um, an intellectual exercise. It's like, okay, I'd like to um, listen to this because because I want to explore this thing that I've heard about or I've read about or uh, this band that I know is important but I have never heard them before or something like that. Um, for example, I, I was on Apple Music the other day and uh, I was kind of going through uh, sort of what we're discussing here about trying to find something new. And I was like, I've never listened to... Um, African music. I really never have, a, a, other than you know, through other people, you know, sort of Paul Simon's Graceland or some of the music from Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. things like that. So I saw on Apple Music they had a thing called Afrobeats Hits, and I went and I was like, let me just try this out and see what this is like. And I wouldn't say that I connected to it all immediately, but I was like, this is interesting. This is something I've a whole style of music that I've never ever listened to. I don't have the instincts to know what I'm even listening to necessarily or what I'm hearing. But I'm intrigued by the, the the possibility of it. So that was just a you know that's an example of maybe an exploratory kind of thing. Um, in my recently played, I have Susie and the Banshees. I just mentioned. I have the newest album from Collective Soul. Would you guys talk a lot about the '90s? Um, and Collective Soul is for, you know a, yeah. a big band from then. Uh, I did have when Olivia passed. I had an Olivia Newton-John Essentials list where I played a few of her songs from the movie Xanadu, which I even though it was a flop. That- I that was that's that a big movie. deal. I mean, though, but that that's a big deal though to bring that up. So you know, her passing. She was, though, maybe not so much in America. I mean, but except for like Greece and Xanadu and those few films that she was in, yeah. she hugely influential and inf- 
there you go. I can't speak. She was mad. Yes. Their, their <laughs> Whatever that word was. Status gun. But, <laughs> I, I, you know, like, you know, that's very like, and it's funny that you bring that up and we tend to have these artists in the back of our head and we've listened to them and we've listened to them and, but then they pass and we're yeah. like, okay, for like a good week, we're just back on these artists for a week because yeah. it, you know, brings back, and this is to what you were talking about, those those memories of when you listened to them the first time or the first time you heard the song and and all that stuff. So, That's yeah. That's very true. With her especially, um, there's something about her, as you said, Greece obviously, um, and Xanadu, uh, but she was a really, she had a lot of hits in the mid-70s that sounded nothing like physical, sounded nothing like Xanadu, sounded nothing like magic. Um, they were sort of much more tender and much more romantic and not romantic, but sort of love songs or, um, you know, what you'd expect from a, a, a young girl at, at the time and a, a bit of an innocence to it and so forth in the mid seventies. Um, she then broke that mold. You know, they say she broke that mold with physical, which is a whole different kind of sound, a whole different kind of image. But there was something about the song magic from Xanadu that you guys were talking about a summer song. And I was thinking to myself, do I even have any summer songs? And I'm sure I do. But one that came to mind was that one. Um, I remember in, in the summer that Xanadu came out, which it was either 80 or 81. Um, uh, that was a song that played a lot on the radio at that time. I remember going to, 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 uh, to swimming lessons. So I have an association with the, the, the weather and the activities of the summer and being off school and this kind of thing. So it's one of the few songs that actually has a, a song of summer kind of identi identity for me anyway. So, um, so that that's my recently played and others. I see that look, Kyle. Did you bring it up? Uh, well, Xanadu is nineteen eighty. Do you have the song Magic in front of you? I do. Let, let's, yeah. Can we play uh, it? I love this song. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> her voice was like it's her voice is really good. so there's something very um very pure about her voice you know yeah. and uh, yeah. she has a gorgeous voice it. she had a gorgeous voice yeah yep yeah. yep and it's funny that that <laughs> when i was taking my swimming lessons um i was initially when i first started taking them, i was afraid uh and it had to go to the deep end and all this kind of this kind of thing so um i associated that I had a negative association with the song and then over time it just evaporated and i i started to love the the the, the beauty of that song and a lot of these songs uh, in that in that album especially were written in conjunction with elo uh, electric light orchestra with jeff lynn and, mm -hmm. and those guys so yeah. that that sounds like it could have a bit of an elo kind of sound to it i was i'm not yeah. sure if that one was but uh, i think that, it was yeah that one was ELO. okay yeah yeah so all right rapid fire favorite song hey jude by the beatles to me it, it is interesting Okay. As perfect a pop song as I know of, and I know Chris, you, you love Brian Wilson and yes. Paul McCartney loves no, Brian but Wilson. As I'm well. with you on that, uh, though. I think "Hey Jude" is a fantastic song. Yeah, yep. it, it's 
I don't know any flaws with that song at all. It touches me in the heart. Um, it, it, it's something about Paul that he is not associated with being that sort of um, sentimental kind of guy, I guess, in some ways. I, I guess he is, but he, everyone thinks of, of John as like the one that's very in touch with his emotions and so forth. And Paul is more like the, the happy go lucky kind of guy, but there's something very beautiful and very, uh, very touching about, about Hey Jude. It, it, it uh, gets me right, right there. And then sonically, acoustically, and, and just the way that it sounds and, and the, the, it's, I think it's a six minute song or seven minute song, something like that. And then na, 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 Hey, uh, you know, mm-hmm. going, not Hey, Hey, goodbye, but <laughs> Hey Jude at the end, it's a different <laughs> song. Uh, hey Jude at the end, just, uh, it's, it's a great, great song. Absolutely. Yeah, it sure is. So, all right, we hit him with favorite song. Okay, I'm going to bring up something. Kyle last week after, was it, well, we met last week. We didn't record. We, um, he brought up some pictures. And uh, I, I, I don't know if you have them that you could bring. Oh, I okay. do. So we're, we can't share these, of course, on the podcast, but we're going to share a picture with Darren for his reaction purposes. And then this is going to lead <laughs> us into a question. Um, okay of of uh well more of a discussion so and as kyle brings these up these pictures are from about oh my gosh they're about so they have to be at least 14 years old 15 years 14 years old i'm afraid already no don't be, no <laughs> don't be afraid don't be afraid but i'm joking I'm there's joking. there's a there's 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 a really, a really cool like it's something that we had the opportunity to do back in the day where we used to, where we worked. And, um, I totally forgot that these pictures were taken at that time. Uh, cause I forgot that Kyle lived in New York cause now he's in Ohio. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, as he, as he brings them up, I, it, it'll, it'll lean more. So as, actually, as he brings them up the let's, let's do this. Um, you do play an instrument, do you not? I guess technically speaking, I do, but not really. I mean, I, I prefer to sing, uh, and I yes, play guitar darn. very poorly, very poorly. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> well, no, um, no it, it gets better. Just wait. So just to I give you, this. so uh, metadata on this. Where's the date? Uh, 2009. So okay. 13. So, 13 years. So we, well, there's, there's Chris, Chris, of course. Yeah. The other Chris. Uh, yeah. The other Chris. <laughs> Um, so down towards the bottom here, we've got some really great photos. And are, are these your pictures? Kyle? These are my pictures. Yeah, I took these oh back gosh. in 2009. <laughs> Who so, was that guy? <laughs> um, so, awesome. so to, to describe the pictures, um, we used to we, we used to all work for the same company back in the day, and um, at that at the time that we worked there, we had the opportunity to do some kind of like. Um, like a coffee house feel for poetry, art, music. And one of the evenings that we did it, I had the opportunity to sing with my brother and a couple of his friends. And Darren um, had the opportunity to sing with um, a few of our coworkers. Uh, I think you, you, it was all coworkers at the time that you sang with and, and you guys did a bunch yeah. of, and we have some really great pictures of Darren singing, um, playing the tambourine, you know, right behind the, the microphone. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, the reason why I asked uh, uh, Kyle to bring these up is, so you like to sing, 
I do know that you you dabble on the guitar a little bit. You you would not call yourself a guitarist, but I've never really heard you play. But you you do play guitar. Um, do you miss singing? Do you do you was it more of a recreational, <laughs> just fun time thing, or if you had the opportunity to perform more often, would you do it? Yeah, I, I think I would. Um, I, I miss singing in, in, in a very specific kind of way, though. It's funny, that it, I, I laughed when you said that because with uh, my current situation, my current work situation, I happen to be working at home. I have been since uh, the start of the pandemic. So, um, and I hadn't even noticed this. It's one of those things where you're just like in a certain rhythm and you don't even realize the, the, the comings and goings of what you're doing. But um, I don't, I, for a while there, I was doing some chat-based uh, support and I wasn't talking <laughs> very much to many people. So, okay, that, that's, that, that's one thing. But then when you go to sing, after not having spoken for such a, such a long time, your voice is different, right? And some of those notes that were so easy to get are now a little, a little crust, crusty or crackly, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so I have to read, you know, and I've done, I've done more uh, now. I'm doing a different uh, area of, of, the, of the work. But, um, so I've had to retrain my voice a little bit and just get it back moving again. Basically, it's like a muscle yeah. you haven't mm-hmm. used in a while. And actually, literally, I guess it literally is, right? So, um, Several muscles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, so, so there is that. Um, but yes, I, I love to sing. I do it all the time. Uh, when you were doing magic there, uh, I, you, uh, I sang along with it a little bit there. So <laughs> I kind of hummed along with it. So just so cool. I, I do enjoy it though, very much. So that's awesome. So as someone, this is this is what I always ask people who are, you know focus on singing. When you listen, do you find yourself um, that you listen more for the lyrics, or do you listen to the whole piece, or do you listen to the background? Mm-hmm. Me as an instrumentalist, I tend to listen to the chord structure and try and figure it out. I don't tend to listen to the lyrics. Um, and with one of the exceptions is Stevie Wonder is one of the few that the lyrics always hit me with Stevie. So gotcha. what about you? Um, I am kind of more in your direction. I, I listen. I remember it was an old movie. Uh, I think it was called Lyrics and Music or Music and Lyrics with Hugh Grant. And it was sort of about the, the dichotomy and the, the, the separation of what's more important than music or the lyrics. And to me, it's all about the music. It's all about the sound of those notes and those chords and how they how they evolve and that to me is it can create an emotion as i'm sure everyone who listens to music and who loves music has some kind of emotional reaction or some kind of reaction in some way to to just the music alone um, not that the lyrics have no value for me but um i don't necessarily listen to it quite as much i can't think of one artist where, where i always focus on the on the lyrics but um it's almost always the music that, that that's my main focus now what Talk about the guitar. I know you, you may not really want to, but like, no, it's fine. <laughs> do you, it's you fine. say you say you guitar with you, me? Yeah. Do you do you like yeah. you play? I've never really heard you play, but I know you have yeah. one. I know you have, mm-hmm. and I and I do know that we've played rock band together before. Uh, so it's different type <laughs> that, of guitar, but I know right. we've played. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, actually not even good at that. <laughs> but, yeah. What but, uh, uh, what did, did was it the Beatles that drew you to the guitar, or was it something else? Uh, it's, you know, almost every rock sort of, uh, front man or, or, or sort of singer, songwriter, whatever it might be, a rocker, uh, has a guitar in their hand or a bass in their hand, or, or I guess they'd be drumming or, or keyboarding, but for the most part, the, most of my heroes had a guitar in their hands. So, um, that's kind of, that was a natural kind of draw to me. 
Uh, I play it well enough, I guess, to play some chords here and there, but it, it's similar to the singing, you know, if I don't do it enough, I had gotten to a point where I was getting pretty dexterous and, you know, certain chords that are tougher, certain bar chords and so forth, I was able to do with some fluidity, uh, but that kind of went away as I didn't do it as often. So I haven't stayed on top of it well enough to say that I'm flu fluent or fluid with it, but, uh, but I play it okay, I guess, okay for a, a complete amateur. Um, and, and a beginner amateur, I would say. So that's another, that's one thing I'm actually looking to take lessons at some point in the near future, both vocally and guitar. Um, I think I've got decent skill vocally, you know, okay. Um, but I'd, I'd like to get to another level with that as well. Maybe some technique, because I'm, I'm completely not taught in any kind of technical way. So I'd love to maybe learn some techniques and things to both preserve my voice and to maybe even improve my voice potentially. But then on the guitar side to actually take it from, you know, I know how to play a G, A, C, you know, G, A, C, D kind of thing to doing some actual things with guitar. So uh, those Very are two cool. aspirations that I have for, for the, the, the foreseeable future, I would say. That's awesome. And do you, do you play the sort of stuff that you listen to or do you, do you play other things? Um, mostly things that, that I've listened to. I have a couple of uh, sheet music books. I have uh, the, the, the big Beatles book and some others. Um, and uh, I, I sometimes try to follow along with songs uh, poorly uh, when, when I'm listening to them. But other times I'll just play chords to kind of get the, the feel for being, mm -hmm. you know, uh, capable of moving from chord shape to chord shape with some right. speed and some accuracy. The accuracy is always the speed is, is not usually an issue <laughs> if, you, if you don't care about sloppiness, right? right? So, but, uh, <laughs> do you do you read music? Not really. I, I oh, can read. Um, I can read uh, tablature. You know the, okay. the, the the chord shapes and the tablatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most of them. It's some I can't quite figure out. But uh, I'm really very much of an amateur and a beginner on those kinds of things. But but I have the desire to get better. I we just I just never spoke to you about sheet music. So I was just and reading music. So I was just curious. So that, that's pretty cool mm -hmm. though. Uh, let's see. Um, let's. All right. Rapid fire yes. again. Favorite band. Favorite band. It's uh, I going back to these guys again and again, but I gotta say it's the Beatles. It's everything goes to the Beatles okay. for, for for me. But I'm let, loving let's, let's this episode right now. I'm loving this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. Just keep drilling to the Beatles. No, it's, was... fine. <laughs> um, it's not Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews <laughs> exactly right. So we're safe on, on, that, on that stuff. Um, so years ago, I know Chris knows how how I love Daryl Hall and John Oates, but I would say they're not probably even my number two. I would say. If I went for a number two, I got to go three. So we'll go, we'll go Beatles, we'll go um, we'll go Genesis, and the Cars. I would say that those three are, are are in my top three, three to five. I'd say, and Daryl and John are in there someplace as well. I, I always call them Daryl and John. I feel like they're my, my personal friends. So, <laughs> well, that's a good question because we've always talked about that with Nickel Creek. You know how we feel that Nickel Creek is kind of like our friends. Yes. So mm -hmm. what? Why do you feel that, that Daryl and John are your friends? <laughs> that's a great question. I don't know. That, that's a strange thing. Um, I guess it's the, the depth of the connection that I have with them from, from way back when, when I was, you know, formulating those early experiences and, and conceptions. Um, it just feels very personal, you know? So, and then I, I didn't just like listen to their, their three or four or five albums that are gigantic hits. I went back to their deep cuts. I listened to every album backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards. Um, subjected my mom to my singing, you know, trying to sound like Daryl Hall and John Oates uh, at various points, you know, doing the actual instrumental parts, you know, with my voice and everything. And it was, she was very, you know, she loves me very much and she put up with all that, but, um, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot, but it was the same songs. Oh, cause I had like one tape and another tape. It wasn't like I had the entire 
catalog there to call from. So I'm sure she got tired of that after a while. But Daryl and John, uh, just a depth of my connection to them. And the fact that they're also still active. Uh, I, I know you mentioned Daryl's house, I think, in one of the last couple of episodes, Chris. Um, I'm sorry, CJ. Uh, but... Um, and it's a cool place. It's a very cool place that Daryl uh, built up in Pauling, New York, upstate New York, and uh, it's you. a really cool club. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're coming to they're coming to the Tilla Center. I did not know that. Check Tilla Center's roster in the next couple of months. They're I, I believe they're playing. Their tickets very are cool. expensive, but if mm-hmm. you know if it's up your alley and it's what you want, you may want to check that out. I haven't uh, seen them in years. Yeah. All right, let's let's. So we did we did the the, the favorite song band. Um, favorite album. So here's here's the a rapid fire question. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's right. Uh... And and we have said that if we're listening to it and we're willing to say we listen to it, it's not really guilty pleasure. But what yeah. is what is that artist or genre that you listen to that if you said to somebody, oh, I listen to him, and they're going to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a tough one. And it's funny every time you've brought this up to people, I, I've, I've, I've put myself in, in this seat, and I'm like, what would I answer? And I don't think I've ever been able to get to get an answer. I know he's on Umbop uh, <laughs> as, as the answer to several questions. Yeah. Car- um, Carly Rae Jepsen, call me maybe. Yes. Another okay. One? Uh, I've got to think along those lines. Um, that for, for it to work though, I've got to be actually guilt. I've got to feel a little bit guilty. And the problem is that the bands that I think would be guilty pleasures for most people, like Roxette, I love Roxette, uh, sort of Swedish mm-hmm. pop. Um, they had Must Have Been Love, they had Joyride, they had uh, Listen to Your Heart, um, The Look, She's Got the Look, you know, this kind of thing. So, um, Is there any, like, I mean, you probably don't really listen to the radio nowadays. You probably stream most of your stuff. But yeah. has anything come up from any pop artist or anything, you know, friends or, 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 or foe that have played in front uh, of you that you're just kind of like, okay, this I can get into this, even though you may not want to, but like I can mm-hmm. get into it. Let me look back at my uh, my recently played uh, list here. Um, You're doing better on the rapid fire questions than I did, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was uh, until just about now. No, and, no, you're good. I'm, you're uh, good. You're still under the 45 yeah. minute mark <laughs> per question. I'm looking here. Oh man, we have to, do, do you have any other rapid fire questions? Because I, I have to come back to this one. Uh, um, I was going to bring up. I don't know if Kyle, if you had something in mind next, but I'm curious. I'm curious of your, because I have a feeling you've seen a few. I'm curious of your most memorable concert. That was my next yeah. question. Mm. Yep. Um, it was Daryl and John it, at Matt, uh, no, not Madison Square Garden. It was at Nassau Coliseum back on May 8th of 1985. Uh, it was my first concert I had ever seen, so it was memorable just for that that purpose. But um, you were a teenager. Again, I was I was yeah I was 15. Uh, wow. Yeah, 15. Right. So um, and it was like. They're, they're like in the heart of, of their of their power, they're the height of their power. You know, they had uh, voices, Private Eyes, H2O, Rock and Soul Part 1, and Big Bam Boom. Those are the five, like, in a row, year after year after year, with big hits on all of them. Um, and this was at, sort of at the end of that. This was at the, uh, in 1984, was when the album came out, but 85 was the concert. And um, it was amazing. It was just, a, I was behind the stage, unfortunately, but they did, it was, it was like, kind of in the round ish so they, they did come back and look at us and point at us and this kind of thing but um it was so cool it was just a really cool uh, first introduction uh to concerts i haven't gone to a, a lot a lot of concerts i've seen them several times um i've seen a genesis cover band called um the musical box the musical box 
I've seen uh, Matthew Sweet, who I think is an incredible uh, 90s sort of, you might call him a singer-songwriter, but he's sort of uh, um, power pop, which is my, my favorite genre, I think. If, he, if I had to like name a genre that defines the Beatles and everything that's come there thereafter, I call it power pop. And a, lot of, a lot of folks call it power pop. Um, I've seen Joey Molland, who is the original guitarist, or one of the guitarists from Badfinger, who was uh, one of the first, uh, either the first or one of the first bands to be signed by Apple Records by the Beatles. So he was about as close as, as I've come to meeting Paul McCartney or, or, or Ringo or someone like he's got this. He, he comes from Liverpool as well, so he's got the same kind of accent and so forth. But um, so I'd say that first out, that first uh, concert with Daryl and John back in '85, and that Joey Molland concert, that was actually at Daryl's house. Um, and before the concert, he came, I was sitting at the bar with my, my girlfriend and, uh, he walks up to the bar, he was, he was asking for a drink, but he came to us and said, Oh, can we, can I get you anything? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is Joey Mullen. This is, you know, one of the four members, the last living member of Badfinger right here. So, um, so I'd say the, the, those are my two concerts. Did that change the performance for you? That's a great question. Um, it had to have, I think it had to have. Yeah. Uh, there's that, again, that connection, right? You make that personal connection with music, whether it's through your own emotion, whether it's through some kind of kid's interaction with someone right. in a band or something like that. It has to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, I, was, I wasn't aware of it. You know? Yeah. But it's, it, but it wasn't like, uh, like I'm going to sit down and talk to this musician, this guy that you knew came up and said, Hey, do you want to drink? Like it was a legit, <laughs> like nice, simple interaction, but Right. It could have been. It could have been nothing. It could have been completely different. And you know, you know, Kyle mentioned that. Um, you said that Victor Wooten will stand out before his concerts mm-hmm. and introduce himself and say thank you. And then at the end, I'm like that. To me, if if I met the the performer beforehand, I think it would change that performance for me because now I met this person and he wasn't a jerk he wasn't rude he wasn't he was kind he was nice he was generous he was humble and it's it was like, like the opposite of that right, right exactly yeah. Yeah. That, that just enhances it and makes it feel better right. and, and makes you more connected to it that's yeah. awesome uh it's funny with, with matthew sweet also at, at Daryl's house i think it was before then that was actually an incredible concert too um but there was there was matthew sweet who i admire uh, he's like a hero of mine um he's sort of getting his stuff ready and getting the microphone ready and doing all the pre-show preparatory work and i couldn't approach him and uh, and and my girlfriend's like you've got to approach him and i texted my friend i'm like yeah, i'm here at daryl's house matthew sweet is you know 50 feet away from me i was like i can't do it and they're like you've got to go do it and i'm so shy i was like i cannot approach and this guy is not this is not like you know paul mccartney or steven tyler or, or you know mick jagger or something like that this is matthew sweet who's sort of maybe a, a lesser star but still a star and in my world someone you know he's got he's, he's part of that firmament he's part of that, that 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 world of like angelic beings who are kind of like they create these things and that have like entered my soul and entered my mind and this kind of thing so my girlfriend is at the opposite she's like these are just people like any other people <laughs> they just happen to play music and it's cool sounding but they're just like you and me but uh i have a different kind of conception of them i suppose well i mean i, I don't know maybe maybe kyle you can you know we were we're like victor wooten has an album coming out tomorrow a brand new album and we um, last week were talking about just this episode with you and a few others that are coming up. And we were trying to find out when it was coming out. Like at first we couldn't find it. And I brought up all these websites that listed like the new albums that were coming out and they were coming this and this and that. Nothing on any of those websites mentioned Victor Wooten. So Kyle brought up that it is his, it's his own label. You said, I think it's, he has his own label. I'm, I'm, 
I'm assuming it's going to come out in his right. own label. And, and, but to your point, like where he may not like to us as musicians, as I've never saw him lie, but Kyle has seen him multiple times, but to us as musicians, he's like, and I can't think of the word, but like, he's like top, like he's on top. He's like, like, top he's, like he's at the top. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, you know, take, take away, like you mentioned, Steve Tyler, take those themes away. Like to me, like, who do I want to meet? Steve Tyler, Victor Wooten. I want to meet Victor Wooten. Like, you know, like that's who I would want to meet. I had the pleasure of seeing him do a, uh, a keynote for a virtual uh, music uh, a technology conference. And, and the stuff that he talked about was just, was brilliant. And, but to me, so I, I, I think, and I think Kyle agree would probably agree. Like, even though Matt's, what was Matthew sweet? You said, it, you know, sweet, yeah. wasn't at, that level he's still at that level for you mm-hmm. and that's a big deal right. i think that's huge and and the, the music just like victor wooten's music speaks to me and a lot of it is instrumental mm-hmm. well not now some of his solo yeah yeah he also sounds like he's a very thoughtful person and someone who puts a lot of um himself into the music it's not just a thing that just comes out of him just to to get an album out yeah. or to, to fulfill a contract or anything like that it sounds like it's, it's part of exactly. his soul so and, and i think that's that's why he has his own label because he doesn't, he's not being pushed by a record company to come out with something. He's doing it on his terms, the way he wants to do mm-hmm. it. And he posted it was just a couple couple days ago, I think, on Instagram. He posted a thing, "Hey, we're on tour." And the last thing he said was, "Make sure you stick around after the concert and say hello to me." Like that's like he wants to meet you. That is so cool. He wants to thank you for coming to his show. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And I, I've heard a bit of his music, uh, mostly through the show uh, through, through this show mm. and uh, it's it's incredible <laughs> it's like yeah. just the, well, the virtuosity and the, the skill is, is incredible i don't know if you're much of a reader i know you love your fantasy stuff but i don't know if you're much of a reader but if mm. you have the opportunity read the music lesson by victor wooten read his i have to read his second book which i haven't done yet mm-hmm. and the the second book is more fantasy than the yeah. first one and, okay. and the reason why i say read that so. is that we will be speaking about the books probably after our our holiday fun time uh with the okay. with the music and and would love your insight because it's a it's a, written by a musician but anybody can read it and i've 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 I bought copies for people saying you need to read this. I don't care that you don't play music. I don't care that whatever. Mm-hmm. Just read this book. It's important. And yeah. um, I think for someone like you, it'll it'll be like next level in a sense because you are reading it from an audiophile standpoint. Uh, someone who yeah. likes to perform. Someone says, so I, I if you That's could it. read them. You have until February. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will do it. I absolutely will do that. I, yeah. I appreciate the And I'll tell you, I, I keep extras around with me, you know, and I, I have like four or five that are just ready to give to someone, mm-hmm. you know, next time I see them. So, uh, as, as you said, music kind of uh, speaks to whether you're coming to it from a musical direction or not, it speaks to a human experience. And it, 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 it's, it's what we live through can be expressed through art and music is an art right so um i'm sure even if you had no interest in music on that on quote unquote that level it's still going to speak to you mm-hmm. on some level and this is someone that's coming from yep. from the heart and from the mind so it, it's it sounds great I have, a, I have a book very much like i think very much like that i haven't read it yet but um david byrne from talking heads has a book called how music works and uh it's gotten some pretty good reviews so i'll check that out as well but after i read victor Wooten. <laughs> you have plenty you have plenty of time <laughs> yeah you'll probably cool. finish it before i get to the spirit the next book <laughs> <laughs> cool cool 
Um, so you've talked about meeting a lot of people. Who is the the most influential person that, or the mo- the the biggest person that you've met? Who meant the most to you out of the people that you've met? You know, out of all the artists that you've oh, met. Oh, oh. You know, you 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 work in a job where I think you've you, you kind of you potentially have the ability to see a lot of <laughs> big people, some you know yeah. important people. Uh, I've seen a couple while I was there. Yes. You know, so yes, yes. Um, who is the who is the, the most memorable one for you? Hmm. Let me see. Um... It hasn't been as many as you might think because of the location that we're in, but I would say, mm. and this is a not this is t- talking about Matthew Sweet being sort of a, a, a step below the <laughs> the, 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 high, the highest you know, <laughs> aristocracy. Um, this person might be a step below Matthew Sweet in, in terms of musical achievement and accomplishment, but he's still somewhat of a star, I would say. And he's in, in, in this area, in this, this neck of the woods, um, he's pretty well known, and that would be D. Snyder from yep. Twisted Sister, <laughs> yep. who you might think. <laughs> He's just full of himself, and he's just kind of walking through. And there's a little bit of that, yes. But he's a—he seems like a nice, a genuinely pretty nice guy. Yep. And he yeah, gave his yeah. time. I remember to him me. riding. Yeah, he, he came in riding a ten-speed bike one day. I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I worked with him multiple times, and I loved working with him and his family. He was—they yeah. were so kind, and they were so nice. And yeah, no, I yep. could—I I see that. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely. Great. And you know what? And, and, I, I his genre. I like his genre of music. So for me, absolutely. that was like, oh, okay, now this is awesome. So I like, but I get yeah. what you're saying. Have you heard his his, uh, his Christmas slash holiday album? By chance? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I have to check. They it out. say it's very good. I, I've heard a couple of tracks from it. It's actually pretty. It's surprisingly good. He's he's uh, he's put out some stuff over the few years, even through the pandemic, that are is very heavy, but like. Like it's good. It's good. And his his mm-hmm. son is a big horror person and does a lot of horror. Works with a lot of horror movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, that, I I could I would go with you on that one. I, yeah. I think he did a, a remake of We're Not Going to Take It, but he did it sort of uh, in a much gentler yeah. sort of way, more maybe maybe. I just I actually order. just found it. Yeah. yeah, I just found it. Here, let's look. Play, play sure, absolutely. It. We've got the right to choose it. There ain't no way we'll lose it This is our life This is our song We'll fight the powers that be just Don't pick our destiny cause You don't know us You don't belong One of the things that I love, there's a, I listen to a radio station every morning, uh, Z100 actually still, um, and every once in a while, they have a guy who comes on and brings like just random sound bits. And one of the things he likes to do is bring isolated vocals in. This is what I'd love to hear the isolated vocals because he, every word and every note, there is such meaning behind yeah. it. And there's such power behind it. And there are some singers that have that. He is one of them, and I think it's just it's um, it's remarkable. And, and, He's not bad. He's and this is from 2016. Yeah, and but yeah. he still and and he has such like he does 
have such good control over his voice. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to that, wondering where he was go- going to go with that chorus. And he mm-hmm. went, I, like he did it and it's controlled and it's good. And it's like, yep. it's, it's, and it's not even overpowering where it could easily have been overpowering. It's exactly. still fit mm-hmm. that, that feel yep. of the song. What are, I had the same reaction. I was yeah. like, is he going to go down and right, his, right, 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 right. Smooth no. it out yeah. or something like that. No, he went for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, it just, and, and from knowing him and getting to know him, it, it, it changes the mu- like to Kyle's point, you, you you listen to it again and you're like, no, he re- he's like, this is him. This is what he's into. This is you know, he's mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's good. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's right. And he was in Cobra and Kai. And was he? I haven't watched I the series. Did not know that. Yeah, he was in season two, th- three, season three. It's like a walk on cameo or, or a character that that re- recurred. He, the, they actually they actually they do a cameo kind of. They bring um, some of the people to a D Snyder concert. Okay, do you, but cool. do you know why that is? That's because yeah. Ralph Macchio is still on Long Island, probably, and they're friends. And he was like, "Hey, probably, listen, come yep. do the show yep. with me." You know, right? You yeah, know? that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So. And uh, season five of Cobra Kai, September. I, ha- I haven't, I haven't watched any of them. Not sponsored by them, I don't believe, right? Not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. On, on, on Netflix. Netflix. Not, not sponsored. sponsored. <laughs> I love it. That's too good. It's I, too I good. do have an answer, by the way, for your um, uh, oh, guilty good. pleasure. Okay. My my recently played list uh, revealed some some information here uh, that I'm not necessarily proud of, but, but, I, but, but it, it, is, it is informative of my, my instinct, my musical instinct. So there's a singer, uh, primarily in, in a big hit in England. He was considered sort of the British Elvis. You might know the name, you might know him, uh, Cliff Richard. And he, I believe, came out either concurrently or shortly after Elvis. So we're talking about either late 50s or through the 60s. Um, and he had a bunch of movies, much like Elvis did, sort of uh, in a similar kind of style and similar kind of, you know, uh, teenage kind of sensibilities and this, this sort of thing. And um, he's gone, he's taken many twists and turns throughout his career. But in 1977, uh, I'm sorry, 78 or 79, somewhere in that ballpark, he had a song called We Don't Talk Anymore. And um, I don't listen to any other Cliff Richard <laughs> aside from this. Uh, and not because I have anything against it, but it, 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 most of it hasn't really spoken to me that much. But um, this song, I love. <laughs> I just love this song very much. So I guess that's the nearest that I can think of to a uh, to a guilty pleasure is Cliff Richard's We Don't Talk Anymore. And the video is just magnificent. He's in, like a, in a gold, I think it's gold, lame suit. It, it's It's cool. song i don't know there's something about whenever i um look at my 
recently played, that song is always there year after year after year. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm explicitly looking to, to go play the song, but it, it just creeps up all the time. I, I find it so, I don't know, entertaining. I find it, I find it really cool for some reason. So, so we, um, unless Kyle, you have something else. I, I was just something come up. No, go for it. So as you were saying, we're, we're looking into doing uh, some holiday you know, music and talking about that. And, and, and maybe, you know, during that time we can have you come back and chat with us again, but are there any, um, any holiday albums that, or, or, or any bands that have holiday albums that stand out to you that we need to like Mm. listen to and and talk about at some point? (laughs) Uh, I'll go roundabout with that one. Um, so there is a band called Marillion, that I may have brought up to You've, I've, you in the past. Told, yep, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Marillion is essentially, there's uh, a long, long story about Marillion. I don't want to go hours here, but um, essentially the initial uh, singer from Marillion was a guy named Fish. Not the band Fish with the P-H-I-S-H, but this guy's F-I-S-H. Apparently when he was a kid, he used to, to get caught in the bath. He was like, his friends would come in and he was always in the bath, whatever, so they called him Fish. And... Um, they were very much uh, influenced by Genesis, by early Genesis, not Phil Collins' Genesis, but Peter Gabriel's Genesis. More sort of literary, a little bit more um, out there, you know, sort of esoteric kind of stuff. So early Marillion sounds like that. And over the years, they've uh, developed this um, tendency to really have a great communication and relationship with their audience and with their fans. So they do a lot of... Um, connection with them they were one of the first bands to get uh, sort of crowdfunding for one of their albums back in 1998 or 99 thereabouts uh and they've done holiday albums year after year after year um i don't know if you'd be able to find them on uh anything of the major major streaming uh you know services but um marillion is a band that and i haven't even listened to most of them but that's one band that i think is kind of cool for the holiday side of things they'll cover I think they'll do some of their stuff, but they'll do many traditional, um, you know, folk songs and various UK and American uh, hits of the holiday season. Um, kind of cool. They've got a ton of albums on De- Spotify. Definitely something okay. to take note of for for the holiday. But do you do you see something Very up there so. that you feel you want to play out that may not be holiday, or is it all? Ho- um, if you want, if you want to play something holiday. representative of Marillion. Um, I would say play, uh, what would I play for Marillion? No, any Marillion fan that's listening to me now is going to be like, pick the right thing. <laughs> what, what are you thinking? Let, let's go easy. Let, let's play the song Kaylee for a number of reasons. Okay. Um, it's their biggest hit by far. Uh, a lot of um, folks, a lot of girls who were born in that time frame have that name uh, because I think their parents loved that the spelling and the sound of that name of that name I, it's, I think it's a really cool song this is from the first lead singer fish not from the later guy but um it's a really beautiful song i think this might be a nice one it's not a holiday song Cherry blossom in the market square Do 
I can hear that that kind of genesis kind of mm-hmm. yeah i definitely hear that absolutely and and, and yeah like current marillion sounds nothing like that whatsoever but it's uh, it's it's very much of its time <laughs> there it speaks to me so the guy fish has his own solo albums out he does yeah he's very good and he's on facebook every so often doing uh actually i think every friday doing live with fish from like his his, uh, his little cottage mm-hmm. and, and or his, his place in scotland it's a really cool band very very <laughs> a lot of personality a lot of characters there uh a lot of fun that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm look. I gotta go back to the questions to see if we we hit everything. I mean, the sense of we hit uh, most, most of, of them, the I most think. of the rapid, and he answered even the ones that yeah. we normally ask without us having to ask them. Ah, you yeah. do listen to the podcast. No, <laughs> I, I, was was <laughs> I didn't do my homework, but uh, uh, I, it must be in, in, in my mind just from having listened to you guys. Yeah. Uh, out of the rapid fire questions, I. Being that you do sing and and stuff like that, have you performed outside of the stuff that I've seen you perform in? Like, did you perform with any groups back in the day? And if so, was there any performance that you, you that you were a part of that just is memorable? Something that like always stands with you, or stays with you? Yeah, um, not not extensively. I mean, I, I did some, I guess you might call it musical theater and things like that growing up. But that was like I, did, I, I hesitate to even call it back. It was, it was like an elementary school, so it's technically musical theater. I was singing. Uh, I did a lead once, but it was that's you know you're you're like eight or nine years old or seven whatever whatever I was so that doesn't not the same as what you're asking about I think but um, it also doesn't impact upon my remembrance and and my 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 soul quite as much but a little bit later um, maybe right after high school beginning of college kind of time frame we did a couple of little little shows with friends uh, at a friend's house you know so, sort of what you you hear these sort of uh, punk bands, you know, they, they went to the basement of, of, of this uh, of this church and they went to the, this kind of thing. Similar to that, you know, just gather some friends together um, in a place that uh, we can uh, just perform with people who like us. And it was it was fun. We, we did it a couple of times, but not not very much. It was maybe two times, two or three times, something like that. So, um, but I enjoyed it. I, I had a good time doing it. Um, there's probably some guilty pleasures in there as far as the songs that we chose now that I'm thinking about it, but maybe like Mr. Biggs to be with you or something like that, which is, it's actually a beautiful song, but, uh, but yeah. So you mentioned that you were looking to take like voice lessons and, and guitar lessons. Yeah. If you were to do that and got to a point where you felt comfortable performing, what sort of stuff would you want to perform? Would you want to perform out, you know, about and, if so, what would you mm-hmm. want to perform? Um, that's a great question, actually. I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm hesitant to sing at, at this stage. I, th- I think I, I'd feel comfortable performing now, but, it, but as far as guitar, I would not. Yeah, I, I need to feel like I, I've taken another step in, in my development there. But as far as what would I perform, it would be very much the kind of stuff that, I, that I've been describing. Um, some mix and some melange of all these different bands that I'm talking about. Actually, I think I have a... When I knew I was coming on, I, make a, I made a list of bands that were important to me, just in case this kind of question came up. Share it. So and, share it anyway. I want. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So of course I mentioned the Beatles. I mentioned glam rock, which is anything from T Rex to Slade to Bowie to um, you know Gary Glitter, who's not looked upon very favorably in, in UK or anywhere else at this point. He had some legal uh, issues and some uh, conduct issues. I have Marillion. Uh, I have a band called Squeeze. Um, who had a bunch of hits, uh, even here, but I think they might have been slightly bigger in the UK. Um, I mentioned Collective Soul, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, The Police, Peter Gabriel, 
Um, I mentioned also, I, I was thinking about recently, I was thinking about what are the most be- beautiful songs I can think of uh, and what makes them beautiful? What, why are they beautiful? Is it because they, they speak to us or all, all that kind of stuff? That's a whole other topic. But some of the songs that came to my mind uh, were songs that had um, beauty in the form of either melancholy or longing for something or sometimes sadness or regret, right? Sometimes those things create the most beautiful art, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why that is, but um, things like The Boxer uh, by Simon Garfunkel. Mm. Yep. One of the songs that I think is probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written. I'll do, I'll do it last because I, I want maybe Kyle to play this one <laughs> if he can. Um, <laughs> I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner, which is a, a, a beautiful song as well. Mm. Um, With or Without You by U2, uh, which is maybe a little bit overplayed, but it's still another beautiful song. Um, Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd is gorgeous. Night Swimming by R.E.M., also very beautiful. Uh, and then one that you brought up a, a couple of episodes ago, I think, CJ, um, I guess that's why they call it The Blues by Elton John. Mm-hmm. I think you were talking about The Blues with one of the, the artists you yep. were covering, and then you, you mentioned, I guess they, that's why they call it The Blues, and it's, it's such a beautiful song. It's not as maybe melancholy sounding. It's a little bit more up-tempo or something, a little, a little more spirited. But it has a sadness to it, and I think it's a beautiful melody. Oh yeah, no, but I, the one that I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. So okay. before you go to the one you're thinking of, is this a list that you can like send to Kyle? Of course, yeah. If, uh, would would, you, would Kyle, could we yeah. put drop this in the show notes? Like, but like Darren's list. What What do you think about That'd that? Cool. I I mean, I th- we 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 try our I, best. Be to <laughs> that would be awesome. That's no, cool. please, because yeah. like yeah. part of this is sharing out like. You, we know these groups. Kyle and I have heard of them. We we may have not listened to them extensively as you may have, some might we may have, but there are probably people out there that have never heard of them before, or just mm-hmm. never thought about listening to to them. I mean, there's yeah. there are a few in there that are stand like David Bowie's a standout. He's just he's everywhere. So yeah. you know, but but there's still there's a lot of stuff that he did that you may have not listened to before because of whatever. So, but right. I That's think it'd be true. cool to drop in the yeah. show notes. Okay. The song. And, and his heroes, I think, would also be on that list. Uh, the song "Heroes" by Bowie, I think, is, nice. is very beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but the one song that I, I that I think is just so beautiful, it may even be a step above some of these songs. Most of these songs, actually, is by Eagles or the Eagles, as you might call them. Um, "Take It to the Limit." Mm. I think that song is so beautiful, and it's, I don't know what well, it is. It's before you it. play it, yeah. do we want to play it mm-hmm. going out? I think like, so. Yep. So, before we before like I I I mean we got a lot and I I'd, I'd love to have you back when we go into other genres of music. Uh, so so great. this is not a one time deal with you because I think you have so much to offer and I think it, like when we do the holiday stuff, like his friend Nick having him come in and talk about holiday stuff is just gonna be fun. So mm-hmm. I would love to have you as well. Um, That's cool. Oh, I appreciate that. I can't think of any more questions at the moment that I have. I don't know if. I have I have one more we'll question. That... How do you remember all this stuff? <laughs> as far as that, <laughs> you've got names and song oh, titles, yeah. and I'm I, I I wake up this morning and I got to work. And I went, what did I have for breakfast? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I ate. I, I have that too, got by names the way. And dates and like, oh my goodness. There's something about music. Um, I don't know what it is, and I guess it goes back to what we're talking about. How important music is to me is that there's something about it that kind of just wedges it in there, and I, I just mm-hmm. have a great interest in it. Uh, I was watching a video the other day on YouTube, and there was something talking about Yes, the, the band Yes, 
uh, owner of a lonely heart um and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and there was an, uh on that same album there was another song called uh leave it i think it's called and uh they're talking about the video the video was kind of weird looking and it was very interesting for its time etc cetera, etc cetera. and in the process of talking about this it was actually like a 25 minute piece about this one video um they showed something that i've seen before in the past and i'm not sure where i would even find this but it was um like a chart of the association of all these different bands like who was in this band who was in this band who was in this band the crossovers and how they one band mm. became another or led to another i love those kinds of family tree type things so there's yeah. something about it that um i just love i don't know and it, it speaks to me on a very deep level so i don't know I, I have no good answer other than that i guess now i have something to strive for <laughs> to become that knowledgeable i don't know yeah. I mean, we had Nick's it, Nick last week quoting all these right. lyrics and you quoting all these bands and song titles. I'm like, I, yeah, I, no, I can't. <laughs> it's cool. Can't I, I love sharing it. Uh, I, I love thinking yep. about it and hearing it. And it's, it's, it's cool stuff. So, but I appreciate the opportunity to speak all this and to, to help you guys out and to oh, be here with you. We guys. appreciate oh. you coming on to just, just share your love. That's, that's what yeah. this is all about. It just, so. just, you know, in, in the past when we've spoken, it's just, it's always been like a top notch conversation. It's always been, you know, I always feel you. I always felt like you've had to. You, you've taken me up a level because just the way you speak eloquently about it, how you do are like Kyle said. You're just you're so knowledgeable, and you just pull these things out. And I'm just like, where is he pulling this from? How is he filed in that brain of his? And just I'm you just know, old. And I no, have it's a just lot of information yeah. in there, so. But it's it's so it just. You know, when you mentioned that, because I, I text you and you mentioned, oh, the podcast is great. I've been listening to it. That's when I turned around to Kyle and I was like, Kyle, we need to have him on. Like, it's just, you know, there and, and neither one of us questioned it. We just knew it was the right right decision. So thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate it so much. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. I, I love the doggy in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> the list, list, listeners can't yeah. see that. But. There, there are three of them. Ah. Uh, yeah, so so. we're just gonna have to get a shirt with the three of them on it that says, "Hey, Kyle, play this." <laughs> <laughs> that'd be perfect. I love it. Um, you get some merch. That gives the merchandise with the dog. I think yeah. that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah. put in the chat our little uh, closer, um, so we would uh, be delighted if you would <laughs> you don't have to ask Kyle to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't have to ask Kyle to do it. Right. He probably doesn't have it up anyway, and. Um, yeah. <laughs> And if you wouldn't Perfect. mind, uh, you know, reading it out for us. And and again, thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you, know. you so much. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, CJ. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. Thank you for listening to the Turn On The Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. And remember, always share the music. Oh.